Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast, presented by SeatGeek. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers that cover the NFL on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your host, Aaron Summers. Welcome to the Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers. We've had to wait all weekend, but tonight we'll finally get to watch the Saints play. 7-15 primetime matchup against the Baltimore Ravens. It'll be a special night as the Saints are honoring the late Sam Mills and the Dome Patrol at halftime. Mills' family will be joined by Saints Pro Football Hall of Fame inductees Morton Anderson, Ricky Jackson, and Willie Rofe. Looking at the matchup tonight, injuries on both sides have been a big topic of conversation, as it was announced last week that the Saints would put wide receiver Michael Thomas on IR. The Ravens also have had a lot of injuries. Their top wide receiver, Rashad Bateman, also placed on IR. The Ravens will also be without tight end Mark Andrews, who leads the team in receptions, receiving yards, and receiving touchdowns. He was downgraded to out Sunday. The Saints have been without Michael Thomas for five games, so New Orleans has been used to playing without him. The Ravens will be making adjustments without key offensive options for the first time. For a look at the Ravens, let's bring in today's guest, Jonas Schaefer from the Baltimore Sun. Jonas, thank you so much for joining me on the New Orleans Saints podcast. I really appreciate you taking some time, especially on the weekend, to talk to us about the Ravens. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, ready for trip to New Orleans. I uh, haven't been there since uh, high school, so I'm very, very excited for, the, for this uh, opportunity. Oh, wow. Yeah, we always like having people here. Unfortunately, hopefully it's not the best trip for you. Um, you know, I'm not trying to wish a loss. As long as the lights stay on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, we're looking forward to a, a really good atmosphere. It's always fun to have people here for primetime games. And you know very well that your quarterback at the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, does extremely well on Monday nights. What do you like about his play or what stands out to you? Because he's somebody that everybody always talks so highly of. You know, obviously, the I think this season has drawn a lot of attention to what he can do because he is a guy who is kind of betting on himself, even though he himself doesn't see it that way with his contract situation uh, uncertain beyond this year. But he is a guy whose highs are unbelievably high and whose lows are, are you know, aren't as low as a lot of other high-end quarterbacks because of what he gives you as a runner. I mean, obviously, you know, I think Saints fans will probably think back to how frustrating it was to, uh, to kind of defend that Atlanta rushing attack. And I think we'll probably see some of those same kind of stressors from this Ravens rushing attack just because of what he can give you in the open field because of the stress that he puts on defenders, second level, third level defenders before the snap. So, um, you know, is he uh, the MVP front runner? Maybe he looked like in the first couple of weeks, uh, no, at least not yet. And will Rashad Bateman being out absolutely hurt him and <laughs> trying to get back to the level? I think that's probably a fair assumption, but he's still a guy who can do things unlike any quarterback in this league. And, you know, obviously you, you look around what the Saints players are talking about and they have the utmost respect for what, you know, he can do as a runner and what he can do as a passer. And that's because there aren't a lot of quarterbacks with his kind of skill set. Yeah. And you mentioned it. Um, we were talking to our linebacker, Demario Davis, and he said that, you know, quarterback Lamar Jackson presents every single challenge imaginable because of his ability to run because of how well he sees the field 
you also mentioned wide receiver Rashad Bateman. That is your top receiver being out with injury for several weeks, but definitely going to be out Monday night. How does that affect things offensively? Yeah, well, just to update for folks who, who might not know, you know, we thought it might just be a couple weeks injury, but John Harbaugh told us on Thursday that it is a Liz Frank uh, injury, which means it's going to require surgery, which means he's going to be out for the year. Um, you know, when he was on the field for the Ravens, this was a really, really potent passing offense. Uh, you know, when on the snaps that that he was playing for the Ravens, their efficiency numbers were really, really impressive. I think they were only behind basically Buffalo and Kansas City in terms of expected points added. When they haven't had him, it's been a struggle. And when you consider the fact that they probably won't be uh, having the services of Mark Andrews, who's obviously an all-pro tight end, that really puts a lot of pressure on this receiver group to, to get open. They, they may not even have Demarcus Robinson, who's now you know their unlikely number two wide receiver because he was limited in practice on Friday. He was uh, didn't practice at all on Saturday, which is when we're recording it. So you're talking about a passing offense that would uh, rely heavily on Devin Duvernay, who's you know on most teams probably a number two or number three. And then you know, is it Isaiah Likely who's going to step up as a rookie? Is it you know James Prochet who hasn't really had a whole lot of opportunity? Is it Tylen Wallace? Is it a bunch of guys who you probably don't have on your fantasy team? In all likelihood, yes. So it's you're talking about a passing offense that you know, you wouldn't ideally rely on a whole lot. You're talking about um, an offense that's going to be extremely one run heavy, I think, going into this game. But, you know, that kind of plays into New Orleans strength because they've, they've defended the run pretty well all year. So it's a really, really tough situation. Obviously, I don't need to tell Saints fans about how frustrating it can be to, to not have your top receivers because <laughs> this is a Saints team that's dealt with that all year with, with Mike Thomas and Jarvis Landry being in and out of the lineup. So um, I think it's going to be a low scoring game. But, you know, who knows, man? I mean, this is a Monday night game, so pretty much anything can happen. Yeah. You mentioned a lot of the receivers there, tight ends. With the needing the need to be establishing that run game, is it going to be a mixture of just Jackson, Kenyon Drake, Gus Edwards? I know he's kind of been dealing with some injury as well. Yeah, Gus Edwards, another guy who hasn't practiced this week. Um, we saw him walking around the locker room today. He looked okay, but, you know, with, with the Ravens having the bye week next week and this being not an AFC game, you get the sense that there is would there that there would be less of a pressure to, to get these guys ready to play. You know, they're first in the AFC North. Um, they already beat Cincinnati, who would be their top competition. So, um, yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of reliance on Lamar, on those kind of QB-driven run plays. It's going to be get you know hoping Kenyon Drake to to have a good game and not a bad game we've, we've seen him kind of go boom bust and then Justice Hill you know he, he's got a very very high rushing average um, a lot of that was you know just kind of driven by some very very productive games uh, I think he's you know a clear number two in this pecking order behind Gus uh, Edwards they won't have J.K. Dobbins obviously who's still you know working his way back from uh, from arthroscopic surgery on that knee so um, it's not an especially deep group compared to what we thought it might be but if you have a Lamar, chances are you're going to be good. And this is a tremendous, tremendous offensive line, maybe the best in the NFL. And that can make life easy for, for these uh, for these guys in the running game. And then it's going to make life easy for Lamar um, as a, as a drop back passer because New Orleans just doesn't blitz all that often. Well, looking at the defense, you did get some added firepower with the trade with Rokon yeah. Smith being added. He's expected to play this Monday. What does he bring to the team? I think he brings a lot. You know, this is a 
a, a Ravens run defense that doesn't really throw a whole lot of bodies in the box. They are content to devote more resources to the back end. And at times that's gotten them into trouble. You know, we've seen uh, teams like uh, New England have a success running against them. We've seen teams like uh, the Jets in that first game have success running against them. Uh, they did a pretty good job for the most part against Cleveland and, and Nick Chubb, uh, but we saw Nick Chubb kind of get things turned up toward the end. So it's going to be interesting to see how they can handle with Roquan Smith uh, the, the challenges that that uh, we, that, uh, that New Orleans presents. I think that the big concern when you're talking about, you know, uh, Alvin Kamara is obviously what can he do for you uh, in the passing game, but Patrick Queen's very, very shifty in space. Roquan Smith also has that kind of four or five speed, that sideline to sideline acceleration. So I think they match up pretty well with what New Orleans wants to do um, in the running game, in the passing game, especially if Jarvis Landry can't go. Um, but, you know, all it takes is a couple big, big runs. We've, we've all seen just what Taysom Hill can do. Uh, it, it's going to be really, really fun to see just, you know, if the Ravens can finally stop these kind of QB power stuff that the Saints have been having so much, so much success with over and over again. And I think if the Ravens can do that, I think if they can, if they can force the Saints into these third and longs, they'll be set up for success because I, I think that they match up pretty well with this kind of depleted Saints receiving core. With the rest of the linebackers, it looks like, you know, Bowser's been back in action, practicing. Um, is he going to be able to go? Are you going to get anybody else back for this game? Uh, we think we'll get Bowser. <laughs> you know, John Harbaugh expects the Ravens to get back Bowser. When we talked to Tyus today in the locker room, we asked him, you know, straight up, hey, do you expect to play on Monday? He said, if you see 54 out there, that means I'm playing. 54 <laughs> is his number for, for those who, who might not know. So, uh, you know, it's always been a little bit touch and go with him. It sounds like physically he's there, but mentally, obviously, you have to put yourself in a situation where you feel comfortable playing this very violent sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I think the expectation is that he will be out there. Will he be playing starter level snaps? I don't think so. Will he even be playing as much as Roquan Smith? Uh, maybe also probably not. Uh, David Ojabo has been activated for the, to this 53-man roster, but I think the expectation is that he won't play. You know, he, he was only fully practicing on Wednesday, and the Ravens have been pretty careful, pretty considerate of, of these guys working their way back from injuries as serious as uh, Achilles tears, which is obviously what not only what Ojabo is dealing with, but, but what Tyus Bowser is dealing with as well. So I think it would probably only be Tyus coming back. I don't think we'll see Ojabo come back, but this is a pass rush that after a really, really slow start not having a lot of bodies, you know, Justin Houston being in and out of the lineup um, has really turned things on these past couple of weeks. I think they're number two in the NFL in sack rate since like week six or so behind only uh, Dallas. Uh, the pressure rate isn't really, you know, up there, but if you're getting sacks, if you're, if you're taking down the quarterback and obviously Andy Dalton is not especially a guy you can count on to, to extend plays. Um, I think, you know, bringing Tyus, Bound, bringing Tyus Bowser back has a really, really important trickle down effect on, on the depth of this roster and just making them more, more versatile, more functional on, on these obvious pass rushing situations. Sure. I mean, Bowser's their returning sack leader around the team, but yeah. Smith has had two in the past three, er, two sacks in the past three games. So definitely seems like things are trending in the right direction defensively, 
Whereas offensively, it kind of seems like it might be going in the opposite direction. So it could be a very different game than what the what Ravens fans are used to seeing here. How do you think, you've kind of mentioned a few different matchups, different areas to watch. How do you think this game is going to kind of play out overall? What are going to be the, the main things that Baltimore is going to have to focus on? Like I mentioned earlier, I think I'm expecting a low scoring game. I, I was, it's kind of surprising the the over unders for this week and i think that you know last when i checked last night it was like 48 and a half which is i think the second highest or tied for the second highest i'm really not expecting a high scoring game um just you look at you know who matches up well i think the defense should be the the favorite in in both of these offensive defense matchups um obviously there's a lot of big play potential on both sides with alave with kamara with with you know Lamar just being a fire starter himself, but um, I, I think my prediction for this game that that I made that went up today was something like 17-16 uh, Ravens. So um, it, you know I'm kind of surprised that that all of my fellow Sun colleagues were picking the Ravens. I, I think this is frankly a toss up in, in a lot of ways. Obviously, you know you you tip your hat tip your cap to the Saints for for what the home field advantage might might bring, but when you're talking about what intangibles and what things on the margins might might make a difference. The Ravens have the number one special teams in the NFL. The Saints are pretty close to, toward, toward the bottom. Uh, you know, we're talking about a, a Ravens team that's uh, able to deliver value in, in unexpected ways. And a lot of times it's with guys like Devin DuVernay, you know, Britt returning punts, returning kicks, um, you know, Justin Tucker making the 50 yarders that obviously Will Lutz has struggled to make this, this year. So I think it's a game where even if the Ravens are forced to ugly it up, uh, they have the the levers in place with, with those guys on special teams to, to to get you a win. And um, you know, to be frank, they also have had a very very long layoff, which even though it hasn't maybe helped with the, the return to health of some of these top end guys like Mark Andrews, like Gus Edwards, I think it's probably going to show. You know, it's probably going to pay off when it comes to these third and fourth quarters where they really need to be effective to to pull out some of these games that they've lost earlier in the season. Sure. It definitely benefited us to have the time off before our last game. So I I know how that can definitely be an advantage for a team. It's going to be an interesting matchup. It's going to be fun being the Monday night football game, being prime time. I really look forward to seeing you here for the game and appreciate all the insight on the team. Likewise, Aaron. Thanks for having me. Take, Take care and I'll see you down there. Sounds good. The Saints will be looking to make Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson one-dimensional, not letting him use his legs at will. While stopping the run will be key on defense, offensively, the Saints will look to establish their run game, continuing to use Alvin Kamara. In the past four games, Saints running back Alvin Kamara has had 99 touches on offense for 581 yards and three touchdowns, the most touches he has had over a four-game stretch in his NFL career. His usage could continue to trend in that direction without running back Mark Ingram in for tonight's game. The Ravens allow just 97 and a half rushing yards per game. The Saints run for 141. Overall though, only four teams surrender more than 266.8 passing yards per game, which is what Baltimore gives up. Kamara in the passing game will be just as important as his run game. An hour before kickoff, tune in to NewOrleansSaints.com for the Saints pregame show with myself and John DeShazer for a preview of tonight's game. If you are heading to Monday night's game, be sure you have the Saints app presented by Verizon to access tickets, participate in the pregame light show, and other in-arena events. Following the game, we'll be back with the postgame show to break down all of the action from the game. 
You'll hear from Coach Dennis Allen and players on NewOrleansaints.com. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the game tonight, and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast presented by SeatGeek.